It's another edition of the Let's Go Eat Show. My name's Bill Allred, and, uh, well, you know what the show's about. We sit around and we eat. Well, we didn't really eat a lot during uh, this edition of the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, I had a dinosaur cookie right in front of me, and I didn't even eat it. I drank some coffee, but I didn't eat the cookie. Uh, We recorded this episode of the Let's Go Eat show at the Natural History Museum of Utah at the Rio Tinto Center. Uh, It was set up uh, for us to do it in the cafe at the Natural History Museum. And we talked to uh, some people from the uh, uh, roller derby in Salt Lake. Uh, We uh, talked to uh, Khan. We talked to Cher. We talked to Golden Child and Jupiter Crash about roller derby in Salt Lake. We talked a little bit about the history of roller derby. And we talked about the future of roller derby in Salt Lake City. Um, there is a rich history of roller derby in Salt Lake City. And uh, there's a lot of bumping and uh, crashing and uh, elbowing going on uh, at a place called Derby Depot. But it may not go on for long if, uh, if there isn't some help. We'll tell you all about that in this edition of the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, we recorded it uh, on a Saturday afternoon. You'll hear a lot of noise in the background of people roping steers. Yep, that's what they're doing. They're they're roping steers at the Natural History Museum. You'll just have to come up here and see it for yourself, okay? Here we go. It's uh, the Let's Go Eat show. Take it away. The um, Natural History Museum. How, have you guys been here before, any of you? Yes. No, this yep. is the first time. Yeah. You've been to the uh, Natural History Museum? Mm-hmm. Have you gone through the collections and everything? Yep. With school? Yep. Yeah. Ro- and uh, so you don't just do roller derby? Yeah. I but have to do school. You have to do school. <laughs> You'd rather just do roller derby? Yes. It's kind of an odd setting, I think. We're, we're at the uh, Natural History Museum of Utah at the Rio Tinto Center. We're in the uh, uh, museum cafe. But we're going to be talking about roller derby. Uh, we're uh, uh, we're here at the museum because well they invited us. Uh, they're doing a special event this weekend. It's behind the scenes, um, and by the time you hear this uh, this podcast of the Let's Go Eat show, it'll be too late for you to come to behind the scenes. But it's never too late to come to the museum, and it's never too late to go to roller derby. All, <laughs> although it may be too late if you don't take advantage of. Uh, well, if you don't listen to what we have to say on this podcast, it may be too late for Roller Derby in Salt Lake. We'll explain as we go along. But let me introduce our guests here on the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, we have uh, with us MJ, otherwise known as Con. How are you? I'm doing great, Bill. How about yourself? Uh, well, but you don't. Uh, you don't. Nobody cares how I'm no, doing. That's, 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 yeah. uh, we also have with us uh, Jake Adam. Uh, who goes by the roller derby name of Cher. Hi, Jake. Everybody's got to love Cher, right? <laughs> I guess. Do you, now, I haven't seen you in your in your outfit. Do you do you dress like Cher when you skate, uh, Jake? Maybe not quite like Cher, but I probably have as many outfits as she does. Oh, you do? You don't? But do you have, like, the same? Do you wear wigs and all of that? I've been known to wear a wig at a few events. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we also have with us uh, Sarah uh, McCarston. Uh, she skates uh, under the name Golden Child. And how, how old are you, Sarah? I'm 13 years old. All right. And we have with us Candace Peck, who is Jupiter Crash. Hi, Candace. Hi, Bill. Uh, and we're going to talk roller derby. And we're going to talk about uh, roller derby, uh, perhaps not. Well, 
I guess we, let's get right to the to the fact of uh, the matter and that roller derby skates in a place called uh, Derby Depot and has for how long, Candace? How long have you? Does anybody know how long you guys have been in that location? We've been in the, in the Derby Depot for about the last four years now. And uh, where? How long has uh, roller derby been in Salt Lake? Does anybody know? Roller derby's been in Salt Lake for about the last, I say. 10, 10, 12 years. It's been so, here for quite a while. So Derby Depot is a relatively new home, for, but you're, but it's, there's a problem with, with the Derby Depot. Uh, you guys stand to maybe lose that spot, and, yes. and that would not be good, right? That would be very bad for a lot of skaters. Why would that be so bad? Uh, we have a dedicated practice space for four different uh, leagues that skate there, and uh, it's hard to find that much practice space. It's hard to find... Uh, a local place to spate, skate, especially since one of the local rinks is closed. Uh, oh, Hollywood that's right. Connection. Hollywood Connection is no more. Yes, as of last week, I think. Well, uh, well, let's we'll get we'll talk more about that and and what you what you're doing uh, to uh, maybe try and save that space for skating. But let's talk about roller derby and its importance to you and uh, the history of roller derby and. And uh, you, you get pretty good crowds uh, to see some of the matches uh, at, at Derby Depot. I know I've been to a couple of the uh, uh, Rockettes bouts, and then there are even there are bigger ones than that, aren't there? Uh, yes, Wasatch Roller Derby usually draws a little bit bigger crowd, mm-hmm. and they also play competitively, so they bring in teams from out of state to play as well. And do those draw pretty big crowds to the Derby Depot? They really do. I mean, you were talking anywhere between. On the low end, 150. High end, about 300. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually get, depending on the venue, depending on who's coming in, mm-hmm. a fairly large crowd. Um, the uh, history of roller derby is kind of, uh, ch- it has a checkered past in a lot of ways. I remember watching roller derby on television maybe in the, it was probably in the 60s. And it was kind of, I thought it was really fun, but it was kind of a joke. It was... Uh, uh, it was like professional wrestling. I was going to say, it's kind of like professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, going back to the history, it's it's changed quite a bit. I mean, it started out in the 1950s. And with that, it started out in the 1950s. And it was a co-ed sport at the time, mostly doing laps and on a bank track. And then... Um, it, it was a what sport, did you say? A co- it was co- co-ed. Oh, a co-ed, co-ed sport. Yeah, co-ed yeah. sport. Mm-hmm. And mostly doing bank track. And then, uh, like you said, it was most... Then in the 60s, it was it kind of went to this wrestling-style mm-hmm. format where it was a sport, but it was more for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then... It was in, fun. I mean, it was great fun to watch. And I still remember some of the names of the... The, I mean, it was the L.A. T-Birds, uh, or the, yeah, the, the, the T-Birds, I remember that team, and there was, they had a, a dwarf skater named Ralphie Valadares, and he would, you know, skate underneath everybody, and, you know, and then there was this really mean woman skater named Shirley Hardman, and she was this big, you know, and you didn't say at the time a big lesbian, but she was this, she was this big Early lesbian <laughs> with bleach blonde hair who would just beat the crap out of people, and she'd get girls down on the track, and then they'd just beat them up, you know, and it was, I mean, here I'm just a little kid watching this going, gosh, this is fun, you know, <laughs> it was really exciting, uh, but it was obviously also pretty fake. Yeah, that yeah, it was. Yeah. And then um, then I want to say about two decades ago or so, we start there's a resurgence out out in Dallas or in the Texas area, I'm not sure if it was Dallas itself, mm-hmm. but it started out in Texas and um, it was owner operated at the time and it became really it started becoming a sport. There was a I, there was a TV show, a reality show uh, on and it, there it was all of these tattooed girls 
in Texas skating, and it was and it was a reality show. I forget what it was called, but it was really good. Uh, and and they uh, and they were it was this roller derby these roller derby girls it was called you know I forget what it was you should you, are you anybody familiar with that show no I, I'm sure you bet you could find it uh, but that kind of kicked off I think roller derby <laughs> fever with these girls in Texas and they were they were tough and they and it was not fake they were beating the crap out of each other in Texas and skating hard. I think they do that a lot down there, but <laughs> but um, nowadays the way that derby's grown, it's um, I know a few years ago Sports Illustrated did a piece on it where it's the fastest growing amateur sport in the in the world, mm-hmm. and we have we have teams all over. In fact, I do believe we're competing for an, our next World Cup, which should be coming up in December, if I remember right. Yes. A World Cup of, of roller derby. Yeah, it's going to be the second one, I think. Uh, yeah, and there yeah. are teams from uh, thirty different countries this year. Uh, and is is this now? There's flat track and bank track. Is that correct. right? And uh, Wasatch is all flat track. Is that right? That's correct. What, uh, and why? What's the difference? And why the difference? And uh, you need a lot of room for bank track, um, and you also you need to be able to set up bleachers high enough to be able to see down into the track. Yeah. Um, it's also um, expensive to build and maintain the track. Um, I know Salt City has a track, but they have to take it up, set it up and take it down every time they skate on it. A lot of work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Flat track's more accessible, and I personally prefer watching flat track because you're closer to the action, whereas bank track, you're so far removed. Uh, Flat track, you can be right trackside. Well, I know flat track, you, you run the risk of having them skate right into you. Right, there's a, a place you can fun. sit. Which is always fun. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Sitting like, in the oh, crash look, zone. <laughs> well, yeah, how, now, uh, let's st- I'm just going to go around the table. MJ, excuse me, Con. Uh, why did you pick that roller derby name, by the way? Actually, I didn't pick it out. Um, a lot of my friends know exactly how, how much of a Trek geek I was. Mm-hmm. And so like, hey, go with Con. It'll be easy for the people to shout. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, sure enough, my first bout, which was hilarious, there they are screaming in the audience, Con! And yeah, that's it's stuck. You, did you have any, uh, were you a skater in any way, shape, or form when you None started roller? whatsoever. My little sister did a lot of skating. Uh, she, uh, she, plays for, uh, she played for Wasatch. And what happened is that uh, she started the junior league. And then she's like, hey, you know, there's also Guys League. Why don't you try that out? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I have nothing going on in my life. Well, a new hobby? Sure, why not? You had nothing going on in your well, life? As far as you have hobbies. a lovely daughter here. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> Clock's right twice a week, twice a day. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, no, as far as, like, hobbies are concerned, I was, I was at a point where I was like, oh, let's, let's try something new. Let's try something different. And she said, yeah, come try it out. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see here. My first practice was a co-ed practice. So, let's see, recently divorcee. Hanging out with a bunch of girls wearing short shorts. Oh, oh, life's rough. Well, that, so. yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, huh? that was, that was, that was how long ago was that? Five years ago. And uh, how how did your skating skills, have they progressed a lot? Yeah, yeah. Before, I could probably go three steps and then fall. Now mm-hmm. I can go five and then I fall. Great. <laughs> so That's good. So we'll go there. No, it's, uh, the nice thing about all, but all, th- all the groups that we have is that we'll train you from the ground up. And that's uh, right now. We anyone comes in, we'll show them how to skate. Actually, the first thing we do, teach them how to fall. Yeah. If you fall right, there's less chance of you know breakage. Mm-hmm. You ever had an injury? Um, Serious one? Just my ego. Yeah, my ego gets bruised a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> but other than and that, and your ego's probably mostly in your ass, right? Uh, it's huge. <laughs> there's there's a continent missing its ass because of mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, no, no serious injuries that. 
I have. I've witnessed a few breaks mm-hmm. that happens as you're yeah, aware well, of. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. No. We won't go into that no, right we, now. We'll go, well, that's a later date. But for the most part, um, with the with the nice thing about us is you do a lot of cross training, and our our leagues in general have less. Um, Less injuries than most of the other leagues up and down the valley mm-hmm. because of all the cross training, all the CrossFit that we do. Mm-hmm. It's you know we, we spend a good thirty to forty minutes uh, during practice before practice before you even put on scrates, just training conditioning, mm-hmm. and then we put them on. Uh, let's talk to uh, Jake. Jake uh, or Cher. Uh, how did you? Why did you get into skating? How? How long ago? Uh, I think the first thing that I realized about roller derby was. Probably in the 80s, like everybody growing up. I saw it on uh, TV, and I thought it was cool. You saw it on TV is it just like just the, as the, a kid. The fake stuff? The pretty much the fake. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of real, just mm-hmm. like wrestling. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm kind of that kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> a, a belie- you, you, you're gullible is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, no, I, I did that and watched that quite a bit. And then... Uh, just kind of went through life and then i came to the salt palace and watched salt city play mm-hmm. a game mm-hmm. and i remember telling my friends i'm like man i wish there was a guys team for this mm-hmm. and i nothing else was said mm-hmm. there, i didn't know of a guys team or anything and then about a year and a half ago i saw an ad just on of all places craigslist that con had posted mm-hmm. <laughs> for a skate group and i i didn't know what it was for i just thought it would be fun to go out and skate with people. Were you a skater at all? Uh, I did uh, street hockey just in the uh, neighborhood. That's all I ever did. Mm -hmm. I owned a pair of rollerblades, Mm -hmm. and that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he told me to come to the Derby Depot on a Monday night and just come and watch. And that was around June, and it was right around the the time of Pride as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And poor, I swim with uh, Quack, and we were in the parade, and so was uh, Wasatch. And apparently they all saw me doing handstands on my rollerblades <laughs> and told Khan that he needed to recruit me. And I guess basically the next Monday I came in and talked to him. They all recognized me from the weekend before. <laughs> A little bit proud that they recruited the guy in the rollerblade, <laughs> rollerblades. So. Uh, how's it different? Uh, we should point out some of the, uh, the differences. Uh, rollerblades. Uh, single single line of uh, uh, rollers, uh, and that's people are more used to that anymore. Uh, uh, roller derby is on the old fashioned kind of skates, the yes. shoe skates, quads, with, quads is yeah. what they call them. And you've got uh, two wheels in the front and two wheels in the back, or, or trucks? Do you call them? Is that's what you call them yeah. on a skateboard? They're is called it, trucks. They're on called the trucks. Roller skate as well. Yeah, and so you got your trucks, and it's the old shoe skates. How is it different adapting to those? Is it way different? It was very different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, roller blades, obviously, you're on one axis where you're pivoting more left to right. Mm-hmm. Roller skates, you can pivot a lot more mm-hmm. forward and backwards. There's a lot more stability actually on a skate mm-hmm. once you learn the stability. Yeah. I I found myself on my butt plenty of times mm-hmm. learning how to roller skate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should ask you, too, and I'll ask you, uh, Con, uh, w- what position or is it is it proper to call, say what position do you skate? Yeah, that's correct. Um, in roller derby, basically there's uh, two positions. There's a blocker, which um, is most of the players on the track, and then there's a jammer. Mm-hmm. Um, me, personally, I do both. I, I usually will block in some of the bigger games, 
and I'll fill in for the jammers if they get tired. Jammers are usually smaller, faster skaters, correct? Yes. Blockers, and I'm going to guess con, jammer. A uh, blocker, I mean. Yeah, yeah blocker. a blocker. Okay, I'm going to be, uh, Jake's being a little modest here. He's actually one of our up-and-coming jammers. In fact, last week we had a guys-only tournament, and he pretty much jammed one out of every four jams. Mm-hmm. So the man, the man's kind of a monster. And with uh, girls' roller derby versus guys' roller derby, you want to be agile with the guys as well, like the girls. But in the guys, you end up you know, facing a, literally a 700-pound wall. Yeah. You need to be a little bit more muscular, which Jake, obviously. Yeah, well, Jake's pretty well Jake, built. Yeah, being a swimmer and everything else. So, yeah, yeah he's how pretty. Ta- how tall are you, Jake? I'm about. I call it five nine and three quarters. So you're not. So you're not. You're not hugely tall, but you're solid, A and you bit, can yeah. and you can move fast. Yeah, yes. I do like uh, taking on the biggest guys. They like to see a littler guy. And think that they can just uh, stand in your way and knock you down. And I like to let them know that they can't and mm-hmm. knock them down. <laughs> um, but it also, yeah, uh, agility does have a lot to do with it. And isn't it better if you can get around them rather than go, it does. Th- go through and them? Yes. Not being hit and going around is uh, much better than uh, getting hit by a 200-pound guy. How fast do you think you're going on, that, uh, on a flat track you know, when you... Uh when you skate around and you meet that wall of human flesh made up of guys like Khan, uh, and what and and like you said, maybe seven hundred pounds all total of of guys. How fast are you going when you you hit those guys? Do you think? My guess at the fastest speeds is uh, between fifteen and twenty miles an hour, which is pretty. That's pretty damn fast on a pair of skates. Yeah, yeah. Especially trying to run into a almost a brick wall yeah. <laughs> and yeah. knock it down um i'm trying to recall now as i re- remember from the old days and i've only been to and she always berates me for this i've been to one of my wife's bouts and i'm trying to remember do they do the thing where they whip the jammers around do we do that it as happens well? it happens occasionally it has the conditions have to be exactly right but uh if, if they are that's a great help to your jammer where where a, a player will take the t- uh, one skater will take the uh, jammer by the hand and whip them even faster yes and the point is of that, that what it's called a whip it's a whip mm-hmm. it's called a whip to get them past that front line of blockers mm-hmm. and to get them out of the pack and on their way mm-hmm. back around again uh, so that's that's that, that can be pretty you, have you ever been whipped into a <laughs> I've been whipped I've been uh and I mean, I mean within the context of roller derby. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whipped, no, pushed, pulled, right? I guess we shouldn't go there either. I mean, is it, does anything almost go to get somebody past? What are what's against what's against the rules to get get a player past those blockers? So basically, they have the rules of contact, and that is that you can hit a player. But the way that I learned is they call it the bra strap line. Anywhere that there's a bra strap, you cannot hit them beyond that in the back or below the knees. You can't hit anybody with anything below your your elbow. Mm-hmm. So it's basically more of kind of like a hockey check yeah. type style. Um, it's not football where you can go out and just tackle them. You have to just use your body. You can use your hips, your shoulders, and your body to hit them. Mm-hmm. So, But if one skater is turned around backwards... The whole front of their body is free game from knees to neck. You can't hit with the head either. The whole front of their body is. Yeah, you can go chest to chest. Um, That's pretty rough on the uh, on the women in particular, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist about that. It's just it is a fact of nature that 
you take one in the in the chest, yes, it's gonna hurt. It's also dangerous and a little bit scary if you're being chest blocked because then you have a higher risk of um, falling backwards onto yeah. your tailbone, which mm-hmm. is also something we try to avoid. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, protective equipment. Uh, Knee pads, obviously, elbow pads, helmets. Wrist guards. Wrist guards, Mouth yeah. Guard. Mouth guard. Uh, cups for men? <laughs> no, no, I've been asked that. It's preference, basically, for men. It's not required. No cup. I wore one when I first started, then I realized I'm not getting hit there nearly enough, so let's just drop it and, yeah, it actually... It's, I, when, yeah. when you say I'm not getting hit there enough, it means, makes it sound as though you'd like to get hit there more often. Well, let's get into the I'm not co-ed. getting hit there nearly oh, enough. Like, oh, this is just getting in the way. Let's just get rid of this thing, uh, the, the cup that is. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I think uh, it, it, somebody told me that a lot of professional athletes don't wear cups anymore. That's just, it's almost, yeah, you know, getting hit in the, in the nuts is not, it just doesn't happen that often anyway, so. Uh, and so uh, now, how you know? I I'm just I hear more about the women's game than the men's game because I live with uh, a red rocket. Uh, but uh, how often do the men have bouts? As often as the women? Uh, not nearly as often as the women. We probably have about locally we have about one bout a quarter. So and then we will travel out of area for bouts and for tournaments. In fact, this past weekend we had uh, we had a small tournament where we had four teams participate. One of which came down from Canada. Another one came in from um, the Oregon coast area, and one came in from uh, Denver. Mm. And that was that was that was fairly intense. Some really intense games. And they came into the uh, Derby Depot. They turned came into the Derby Depot, and once again, us having our own mm. facility mm-hmm. it allows us to do something like this, put on our own events. Uh, uh, let's, um, I was going to ask you another question. What now? Uh, how, so how many men in all participate in the men's league? How many do you have? Locally? Yeah. Locally, we're pretty small right now. I think we're down to like 15, 20. Well, you need, you, you would like more. Oh, we always need more. Uh, is it, why, why are there not more? Is it, is it uh, difficult to recruit? Is it, or is it just a matter of people don't know? Uh, honestly, I think it's difficult to recruit. A lot of times, people are trade, afraid of trying something new and different and outside of their box. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times, people you get certain individuals that are highly skilled in one specific sport. They won't don't want to start down at a lower level. Or the flip side of that, you have someone who likes sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go out there and exercise. You know, I it's uh, I think, th- for instance, the reason my my wife. Uh, got into it um, was uh, for exercise and because I pestered her for a year. Oh, did is well, but I mean, but you pestered her and said it's good exercise. It, it it's is. Good exercise. It's great exercise. And that's the main reason she likes it. But it's fun. Yeah. It doesn't feel like exercise. Yeah. It, it, it's fun. It's hard to be in a bad mood when you have roller skates on. Yeah, <laughs> and she and she always is in a better mood uh, for having done it. Yes. Um, and. Uh, it, so maybe that's the you know I mean maybe that's the angle we we really you really need to talk about is that it's sort of not the competition that's the most important thing it's the it's an it's a different way to get exercise an interesting way to get exercise and then and you don't have to compete no uh, Red Rockets is a recreational league um, we do have bouts uh, once a quarter just we have divide into teams and play against each other. Um, and it's a lot of fun, and it's exercise, but it, for a lot of our women, it's therapy as well. Um, 
nothing quite like having a bad week and then going and skating with and hitting your friends. You know, it's um, it's interesting to me, too, the uh, perception. And we'll talk to a junior here in a second. But, I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. the perception that people have of... Uh, uh, roller derby, maybe, is that it's a bunch of tattooed lesbians, right? Uh, yes, but I'm the complete uh, opposite Candace, of a tattooed lesbian. Candace Peck is a um, mother of three, 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 uh, uh, a um, who goes to a, a Mormon ward in Spanish Fork, yes, and and um, with her family and uh, bakes pies and and uh, is a homemaker. And uh, is is not a tattooed lesbian. No, no, by, far from it. I would say, um, uh, I, I I don't know. The closest thing to a tattooed lesbian we may have at this table is Cher. I don't know. What, <laughs> would you, would, we'll try. He's, he's we'll maybe try maybe he's the closest. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, no. No one rocks really... the fishnets like Cher does. <laughs> and that, and he's pretty far from one. So oh, you all there is yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's uh, and uh, then we have a, a juniors league and we have uh, Sarah whose um, skater name is Golden Child. You got involved because your dad was involved. No, I was the first of my family to get involved with roller really? derby. Mm-hmm. How do how is it that you got involved? Uh, Allie, who used to work at Hollywood Connections, wanted to start up a juniors league. Mm-hmm. She was our first coach. Then the warehouse wanted us to come in mm-hmm. instead of skating at Hollywood because we didn't get that much people mm-hmm. at our games. And yeah, how many uh, juniors are there? You know, mm, twenty-three. 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 Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, ranging in age from what to what? Six to 18. Six? Six? Yes, six. <laughs> six years old to 18 years old. And do they do bouts at all? Yes, we do. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Six-year-olds six year on the in the bouts? Yep. How, what's that like? <laughs> Must be kind of comical to watch. We actually have, uh, I think, do we still do like uh, age groups? Mm-hmm. They, with the juniors, they um, they allow the small ones. We refer to them as the tinies mm-hmm. to come in for a specific jam or two. Uh, yeah, but see. for the most part, like the golden child's age and some of the other people in there that age group, they're they're f- fairly competitive. Mm-hmm. Actually, they are they're kind of mean. <laughs> in fact, they had two juniors uh, last year graduate from juniors, turn eighteen, mm-hmm. uh, transfer over to Wasatch Roller Derby, and make the travel team, which actually played in the Division One playoffs this year. Yeah. So uh, these girls are strong. They're hard hit and they're amazingly competitive. Is that what you l- are looking to do? Do you like it that well? You yeah. Wanna, you want to keep going, huh? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what? What is it that you like so much about it? Uh, I get to hit people. <laughs> 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 it's fun. And it's a child of divorce right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the flip side. I, as her coach, I get a hit or two. So. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean your room's dirty? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he takes my iPad away. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> but, no, I get to hit people. Uh, I make up tons of new friends outside from school and home. Yeah. It's lots of fun. Have you gotten some of your classmates involved? I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm attempting. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, 
I, it sounds like a great thing to have kids involved in. Why don't you get my daughter involved in this? Oh, the kids absolutely love it. I yeah. know, I, from two aspects. Um, a lot of times kids will come in a little bit awkward, a little bit not part of the quote-unquote norm crowd. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I had a parent tell me this like you know, last week, actually. It's like, I'm glad we found roller derby because my daughter finally has a place to express herself, and she's loving it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, Jupiter had said, a lot of times we build up a lot of confidence in these girls, and they, they sometimes feel that they can conquer the world, and they do do a great job of going out there and proving themselves right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing seeing that's one of the things I like about being their coach is they come in kind of like, uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing here, and by the time they leave for whatever reason, they're like, oh yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do anything. So, uh, Jupiter, where did you pick up roller derby, and why? Uh, we lived in New Jersey for a while, and I, I'm the cliche, I watched the movie Whip It and thought, <laughs> I want to do that. That looks that was, fun. That uh, was uh, what's her name, Brooke? Um, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore yeah. but, but I grew up skating. I grew up roller skating, going to the rink on the weekends mm. and skating around my neighborhood. In Utah and, County. Yes. Mm. And it was, so it looked like a lot of fun. Time and circumstances didn't allow me to join roller derby in New Jersey. But when I moved back to Utah, I heard about the Red Rockets. Um, we'd moved back after six years in Jersey, so I didn't have a lot of friends. It was a good way to meet people. And like Con said earlier, I need a fun new hobby. <laughs> Let's try this. And and it proved to be... Now, so how long have you been a Red Rockette? I have been with Red Rockettes for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And it is just everything you want it to be? I love it. And I'm, I'm helping coach and run the league now. And that's another aspect that I really, really enjoy is seeing new girls come in that are sort of lacking confidence, but wanting to try something new and seeing them going from not being able to skate to watching them compete in a bout and watching their confidence increase is amazing. Um, women have such negative body images of themselves and roller derby transforms that, um, you know, your big butt is celebrated <laughs> on the roller <laughs> derby track because you, you can block and you know, your, your strong strength is celebrated. Um, Assets that maybe you wouldn't typically be proud of in society. Right in the front of the Right in the front. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Assets that maybe you've taken for granted about yourself, uh, people will notice in roller derby and point out to you, you know, I really like how strong you are. Mm -hmm. I really like this about you. And it's confidence building um, as well as good exercise. And for women, it's hard to meet friends, especially when you're home with kids. Um, It's a great society to join into it's you have friends instantly how do you how how did you find out about it did you just start looking around for a league or a friend of mine um actually was skating with wasatch at the time and i knew that i couldn't do the time commitment uh that wasatch would take they practice two to three times a week um also i live in utah county it's in salt lake county red rockets practices one night a week for three hours mm-hmm. and uh it, it was a good fit because i could I could carve one night a week yeah. out of my schedule. Um, what? So, so if people want to join these leagues, they can join in any level. You don't have to have ever been on a pair of skates in, in your life, right? No, you can walk in on the first night. We, we run in 12-week sessions, and we train the girls during those 12 weeks. Um, you can walk in having never skated before, and we will teach you everything you need to do to be able to play. Is it expensive? Um, Rockettes is $80 for a 12-week session. The expense comes in buying your gear. 
Um, that is an investment, but it's something that you, it'll last you for a year or two at least, depending yeah. on the quality of your gear. It's just like any other hobby, though, because startup costs for any toys that you get, unless you're into, um, I think it's like Frisbee golf, which can also, from what I understand, get expensive. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for the most part, the startup cost is negligible when you look at going out of sport for three to four years. It's uh, and the monthly cost, like Jupiter. How much were you? Were it's eighty dollars for three months. And I think a Wasatch is fifty-five for one month. Um, the guys is forty-five for one month, and the juniors, I do believe, is fifty-five for two months. So um, and uh, and then the gear is you can start probably pretty basic, and then spend lots of money if you want. Skates can start out around a hundred dollars and go up to. Five six hundred dollars. If you uh, want, Allie's skates—the ones that she just got from her boyfriend—were something like eighteen hundred. Holy wow. mackerel! Yeah. So, so you can really get up. There you can really get into it, um, but but then the, the general safety gear is going to run you about a hundred dollars mm-hmm. plus your skates on top of that. So, if people want to get involved in this, then uh, how do they do it? What? Uh, there are websites, I guess. They're, the best, easiest way to contact everyone is through their Facebook group. So we have Red Rockets Roller Derby, Wasatch Roller Derby, You Went to Madness Roller Derby, and Wasatch Junior Roller Derby. And the easiest way to get a hold of the right person to, to join is to just send a Facebook message. And ironically, if you get a hold of any of the groups, they'll send you to the right direction. If, you, if you're if you looking for something, you're not too competitive, but you hit the Wasatch one, they'll say, well, what kind of committee are you looking at? And if, you, if you're not ready for it, they'll send you to the Rockettes. Or if you're a parent that's interested and you hit, like, the guys group, oh, we'll send you to the juniors. Or the one that I really love is when someone's uh, husband or sister says, hey, my, my husband or brother needs to get involved. Uh, here, send him to Con. Mm-hmm. They'll, th- they'll throw him over to you into uh, uh, it, Wasatch is uh, the the most competitive. Uh, yes, Wasatch Roller Derby is um, Division One ranked, which means they're in the top. They're in the top forty. I want to say their current ranking is in the mid twenties. But can you get into that with no experience? Um, they or are. Do you have to start out a little lower. They are going to be starting up a fresh meat training program. Um, they haven't done fresh a lot of that. Meat. Fresh meat doesn't sound. Fun fresh meat. Fresh meat. Um, Wasatch has not done a lot of that in the past year, and we're looking to improve that. Um, a lot of their skaters have come up from Rockettes, and we're talking about starting um, Wasatch's own training program. And then you can also join Rockettes, see if you like it, and then if you do, you can always transition over to Wasatch. Mm-hmm. Just depends on what you're looking for, whether you're looking to be more competitive or whether you're looking to just play for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but all of this is contingent on having a place to skate. Yes. So. And there really is the Derby Depot now the only place. It's the most accessible place that we have. Like Jupiter was saying, having so many groups in the in the valley, it's nice having your own designated spot. For example, if you're to go with one of the other um, areas that allows roller skating in the valley, mm-hmm. then you have to wait till after hours. So that's after nine o'clock. And most of it, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, uh, most of us have to be up in the morning, homework, um, families, mm. thing, work itself. So having a designated spot and that can accommodate all four leagues is, uh, is incredible. Actually, five leagues, including Ladies of the Lake. Yeah. What's Ladies of the Lake? That is another league that um, started. They're kind of like a bridge between um, the Rockettes and Wasatch, they they use the depot as well. They're not they're outside of Wasatch, so it's not part of the Wasatch exactly. But they they are also dependent on the 
on the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So they're not quite as competitive as Wasatch, but they compete a little bit more uh, among, among other the teams in the Intermountain area more than the Rockheads do. Oh, you know, before we talk about the warehouse, I, I, there's one thing I neglected to talk about that I, don't, I had a hard time understanding about roller derby. Scoring. I can explain this. Easily. So, huh? so when I, so you go to the bouts and you go scoring, and then people getting th- thrown out and put on the penalty, <laughs> put it put on the bench, and and it seems like people are getting thrown out and put on the bench, and and then they're coming back in randomly, and and there are like, and there are also almost as many officials on the floor as there are skaters. There are a lot of officials, and the reason we have so many officials is there's a lot. There's a lot to be watching because they need to watch your wheels to make sure you're staying in bounds. They need to watch for illegal contact, you know, elbows, mm-hmm. forearms, mm-hmm. back blocking. Um, and they need to watch the scoring that's happening and make sure that they're scoring legally. So explain this. Explain the scoring and then we'll talk about the warehouse. Okay. Roller Derby 101. Uh, each team has five players on the track at a time. Yeah. Four of them are blockers. One of them is a jammer. Right. The jammers are indicated by a star on their helmet. Mm-hmm. The jammers are the only players that can score points. And the jammer can be any one of the five skaters, th- theoretically, right? I mean, you, yes. could, you could say to one of the big heavy blockers, we're going to fake them out, you're going to go out on the jam. Does it ever happen? No. What usually happens, happens with something like that is that you, um, when at the beginning of the jam, just before it goes, you have one person that with a head cover, and that head cover has a star on it, mm-hmm. and that's the designated jammer for that particular bout. Yeah. But excuse me, that jam. Now, there's on the blockers. There's one blocker in particular called a. Uh, well, let's go with the scoring. So, the whistle's blown. Everyone starts rolling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and they start getting um, up to speed. They get up to speed, and the two jammers break pack. And the, the pack, that's, yeah, because there's a jammer for Team A, jammer for Team B. Gotcha. All right, so the two jammers, there's two people that can score, break pack. This is called the initial pass. So they've broken through. The blockers are what's called pack. So the two jammers come, come around, and depending on how many opposing blockers that jammer passes, that's the, po- that's the points they get. Right. So that's that's how that goes now. But the jammers are trying to knock each other down too, aren't they? Yes. Occasionally, um, there's there's not always a lot of jammer on jammer action. There's a lot happening in the pack. So yeah. the jammer has to break through the pack initially before she can score any points. She starts scoring points on her second pass through the pack. Uh huh. And there is a tactical advantage that can come by being the first one to pass through the pack. You're declared the lead jammer. And you have the advantage as lead jammer of calling off or ending the jam at any point, which means if I'm lead jammer and I get through the pack before the other jammer comes close, I can end that right as she's about to enter the pack and effectively stop her from scoring any gotcha. points. That's why you do that on your, with, on your put yes. your hands on your hands, hips. hands touching your hips. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. And then so and so usually the scores end up in the hundreds of points, right? Yes, quite often. Yeah. And and often there's a lot of lead changes. It's a really fast-paced sport and sports fans in general tend to like it because um, the the players within the pack are playing both offense and defense at the same time. They're both trying to get their jammer through and trying to stop the other jammer. So there's a lot of action. Okay. Okay. I think I got I got it. I and it helps if you've seen it and I've seen it, so 
Uh, okay, now let's get back to the warehouse. I'm sorry, I sidetracked there, but I just wanted to make all that clear. So back to the warehouse, uh, the the uh, Derby Depot. Um, you've been been skating there for three years. Is that right? About about three years. Is that what you said? About four, 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 about four years. Four years. Four to five years. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's just a warehouse on the west side of Salt Lake, down kind of below Walmart. Yeah, yeah it's right on Thirteenth South and Seventh west. west. Yeah. And um, Jinx, you owe me a. Coke. You guys said that together. It was really cute. <laughs> it's so cute. It's adorable. Um, Let's go out. So uh, so you and uh, and uh, the and there's a lease on it. Somebody owns the warehouse. You guys been paying rent on it, and correct. But the the lease is up, and um, and there there's a bit of trouble. The lease is up, and the two founders of Wasatch Roller Derby have decided that they have put in enough time and effort they can't continue to do it um they're burnout mm-hmm. and they're ready to move on to different things which is understandable sure because um, it's all volunteer no one's paid to do this um the lease is up and we need to find a new we need to sign a new lease which means we have to come up with um a large amount of money to cover the deposit and our first month's rent large amount meaning how much ten thousand dollars roughly yeah that's a lot. So, how are you going to do that? <laughs> well, we have a currently have a GoFundMe campaign, and you can find it on GoFundMe if you search for "Save the Warehouse" or if you search for "Wasatch Roller Derby." Okay. Um, we also have um, a holiday expo bout coming up on December thirteenth, which all of the leagues are going to be participating in. We're even going to be having skaters from outside of Wasatch that are going to be participating. Um, there will be several short bouts to watch. There will be a juniors match. There will be a co-ed match. There's an intermediate match with uh, kind of mixed up rules that the crowd can um, influence the play a little bit for a donation. We also are going to have um, a silent auction, a bake sale, concessions, and a photo booth. So it's it's something that's going to be happening in the afternoon mm-hmm. on what, December 13th. What day of the week is it? It's on a Saturday. Good. Okay. And there's going to be a lot to do um, and a lot to see besides just roller derby. Um, but you can come down and watch, see what it's all about. Um, you know, look at the silent auction and pick up some Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Visit the bake sale table and uh, pick up some, you know, avoid doing holiday baking. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, that so the GoFundMe is that already up and running? The GoFundMe is already up and running, and I believe when I checked yesterday, we were up to about thirty eight hundred dollars. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's been within the, about fifteen days. So, um, and so people, but it's gonna and it's it's gonna be people within the community within the skating community. Somehow, you're gonna have to get people who just want to see this activity go on as, you know, spectators. Um, well, there's there's several different ways as well, because you're right. I mean, there's so much that you can take from the players themselves, but finding donations from other groups, finding people who are want that kind of tax write-off from using an NPO. Um, also, there's... 
One thing that we always try to do as well is find sponsors, and in return for the sponsorship, there's advertisement of the bouts. Um, so if, you know, if, if you're a chiropractor or a tattoo parlist, hey, this is a great place to come and advertise. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> believe me, we use both a lot. Chiropractors <laughs> and tattoo parlors. And, yeah. Uh, tattoo ironically, not the dentist office too much, which kind of shocks me. Not dentist <laughs> not office. Not the dentist office. Beer sponsors. Oh. Do they, they used to sell beer. Do they still sell beer at no. the uh, bouts? No. no. Not at the Derby Depot, Something about no. the liquor license in this state. I don't know. Oh, it's oh they used to, uh, yeah. when it, when it's at the uh, Salt Palace, Palace, they sell yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, uh, but they do sell. There are concessions at the bouts. Uh, there are concessions, mm. and there's merchandise too. So mm. if you have a favorite team, you can pick up some merch too. So, so really, the thing to do is direct people to the GoFundMe. GoFundMe save the warehouse, uh, and then December thirteenth, the Holiday Expo. There will be several short bouts, a silent auction, all of that. Ten thousand bucks. But then after that, you just need people to join so that the dues can continue to. Right. So pay we're recruiting rent. for all of the leagues right now. We're recruiting recruiting for Red Rockets, uh, for Wasatch, for the men's team, and for the juniors. Um, we're always looking for new people, and we're also looking, if you don't skate, we're always looking for um, what, what we call in the derby community NSOs, non-skating officials. We're also looking for people that might not want to play roller derby, but maybe they skate, they, they can look into becoming a referee. We need refs as well. We, we love our officials. Because Non-skating officials, that you, you don't have to be on skates to be an official. You can just wear your, uh, your tennis shoes. and Correct. Move. And those positions are things like um, timing in the penalty box, helping with scorekeeping, things like that. You, and you train these people to do this. Yes, absolutely. And they're, you know, just say, here's a clipboard. Get out there. And <laughs> just, just do something. Yeah. Just, just do something. Yeah. Um, but also fans. We, we would like to get the word out that um, this is some of the premier roller derby in the country. I mean, Wasatch was ranked in the top 30 in the world this year, and we hosted the Division One playoffs at the Saul Palace in September. Um, this is high-quality entertainment. It's a great sport to watch. Um, it's it's fun for, for your whole family, really. There's something for everyone. Uh, all right. Um, derby Depot. They need 10000 bucks. GoFundMe Save the Warehouse. Uh, December 13th, Holiday Expo. We'll continue to talk about that, and we'll mention it on the radio show as well. Anything else we need to talk about Actually, here? if I remember right, the Rockets and the Juniors have two games that are coming up, too. That's right. Thank you. Um, the Red Rockets have a bout on December 4th at 7 p.m. at the Derby Depot. And the address of the Derby Depot is 1415 South, 700 West in Salt Lake. You want to drive around back. And then the juniors, uh, Rockettes is on a Thursday night. Then the juniors, the following night, Friday, December 5th, have about um, same things. Uh, doors open at 6.30 and the game is at 7 p.m. All right. Come check us out. It's going to be really fun. Did you hear that? Say it again. Come check us out. It's going to be really fun. See, that's a junior right there. These juniors are amazing. If, if you want to check out one and you're not sure which one to go to, you should check out the juniors. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thanks, you guys. Uh, we've been talking to uh, roller derby folks, Con, MJ McCorriston, um, Jake Adam, who is Cher. We've been talking to Sarah McCorriston, uh, who is the Golden Child, and Candace Peck, Jupiter Crash, uh, Wasatch Roller Derby. Uh, go to um, GoFundMe, Save the Warehouse, and the big bout uh, or series of bouts on December 13th, uh, Help Save the Derby Depot. I want to thank uh, the people at the Natural History Museum. We've been in the uh, uh, cafe here at the um, 
Museum. Paul Mulder is the cafe manager. Uh, we've been uh, behind the scenes going on here at this beautiful museum. If you haven't been up to the Natural History Museum, you just can't beat it. We're just sitting here, and I've been a little distracted occasionally during the interview just looking at the gorgeous view out the windows here. Natural History Museum of Utah at the Rio Tinto Center. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, uh, Mr. Breitlinger for setting this up for us, and uh, we just had a terrific time here. And uh, they gave us dinosaur cookies and and, <laughs> and uh, coffee. And uh, you can uh, you'll, I'll post a picture of the uh, dinosaur cookie, and I'll also post a picture of each one of these uh, nice roller derby people who are here today. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you Thank for you. having Thank us. You. Bye. You're quite welcome. Bye. Bye, everybody. That's it. I'm Bill Allred. This is the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Corey O'Brien for helping post this show. I want to thank my son Dylan in New York for helping post this show. And uh, remember, if you are pouring some drinks, always make mine a double. <laughs>